monster, a creature with such horrific features, a lady, a bride, and scary movie fan, some nerds and their website present this woman and her man. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Bride of the Creature podcast, episode 29. Aw, we're almost at 30. I know, I know, I know. I am the big three o. You're the one who's always giving me shit for not doing the introductions properly, and now you're going to interrupt? Oops. I am the creature, Joey G, and with me is both the cutest and most irritating podcaster in town, the bride, Nicole. Hello. How are you, love? I'm super. Thanks for asking. Oh, wow. That's not a dated reference at all. It's funny still. Yeah, baby. Yeah, we can both be lame. I think it's funny. I I don't disagree. It is funny. Well, welcome to the show. This week was Nicole's pick, and we uh, last week, if you'll recall, we watched a movie based on the works of H.P. Lovecraft, who's one of my favorite horror authors of all time. Right. So this week, Nicole chose the new 2012 James McTeague film, The Raven, which is a murder mystery starring Edgar Allan Poe. What, what? Or rather, John Cusack approximating Edgar Allan Poe. Mm-hmm. We'll get all into that uh, in a moment, but first, let's have a listen to the trailer. Dear God. Get the inspector. This crime is familiar to me. Edgar Allan Poe. To what may I attribute the honor of your call? The night before last, a young girl and a mother were found murdered. Daughter's body was lodged in a chimney. The mother's head severed with a straight razor. You're referring to one of my stories, a work of fiction. I'm afraid I am not. Do you actually think that I murdered these people? What cannot be disputed is that your imagination is the inspiration of a horrendous crime. I love you, Edgar. Be careful. I believe the killer is taunting us. Challenge the brilliant detective mind of Edgar Allan Poe, a game of wits. I will kill again, and on that new corpse, I will leave clues. As unfortunate as this is, you may be uniquely qualified to cast light on our killer. The Pit and the Pendulum. Are there other stories in the collection? Specifically about murder. I'm afraid so. This killer is methodical. He wants us to know he's going to strike again. I dare you to try to save your beloved's life. Where is she? He will keep her alive to keep you involved. It's part of his game. Italy. I would gladly give my life for hers. I know you would. I'll send you to hell! This ends, I will kill him. Okay, so there's the trailer for The Raven. The trailer made it look really good. <laughs> I take it that you didn't think it was very good? <laughs> Not as good as the trailer. Alright, well let's uh, let's start with me maybe just talking a wee bit about the movie, what it's about. Sound good? You do what you gotta do. Uh... 
you know what? There's not much to say. Edgar Allan Poe has to solve a murder mystery. Somebody's murdering people in manners that are very similar to his stories. So a copycat killer of sorts. And uh, as if that wasn't a good enough motivation for Edgar Allan Poe to want to save, to stop the murderer, his girlfriend also gets kidnapped by the murderer. And now he has to find the... He, not only does he have to try and hunt down the murderer to find him, but he also has to write stories about each of the things he finds or else his girlfriend will be killed. And we all know how I feel about the girlfriend in peril trope. Yes, you don't like the damsel in distress. I don't. And this movie was even worse because it teased me. For a it second, it looked you. like she was... It teased me twice. It did. It, well, she gets captured. Alice Eve plays the girlfriend. And I like Alice Eve. So it's like, oh, look, she's cute and pretty. And isn't this wonderful? Oh, no, she's been captured. And immediately I'm like, <laughs> oh, great. She's been captured. Here we go. And then it shows her, like, being clever and almost... And, like, she makes a hole in her coffin and she's gonna like kind of escape and I was like oh cool she's actually gonna rescue herself and do something herself and then the bad guy all it does is the bad guy then comes over and like we get to watch her be horrified and ter- and tortured again by being buried and then later she does get out and immediately gets captured and tortured and, and beat put up back again in the, put so, back in her uh, coffin exactly I was like that's where bitches belong it was bad enough in their coffins that she was the fucking damsel in distress but they tease me by making me think, oh, maybe she won't be. And then, no, she really is. It really, there's, there's really nothing more to this than that. You know, this movie reminded me of um, the Van Helsing movie where it's like a really good idea and it looks cool, but that's it. And it was boring. It fell so flat for me. I would say that like Van Helsing, yeah, great concept. Uh I didn't really care about the visual effects either. I didn't think, think it looked that good. It looked like... Well, I mean, it's supposed it. to look cool, right? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, I agree. It felt pretty flat. The last half is definitely better than the first half. Yeah. But the first half is so dismally terrible that that's not really a particularly high praise. Let's talk about the cast. So right. there are um, basically only four people in this movie. There's other people, but none of them matter. There's John Cusack as, as Edgar Allan Poe. Poe. And I love John Cusack. I think he's a really good actor. I love John Cusack, too. Maybe not the best casting choice ever. No, he's not not good as Edgar Allan Poe. I don't think he was bad. I just thought, I mean, part of it was the fact that the script is pretty terrible. Well, that, and I think, for me, Edgar Allan Poe is such a personal hero of mine. And... And I think a, an unknown would have been better as Edgar Allan Poe stepping into that role because John Cusack is so recognizable as John Cusack. His voice is very distinct as John Cusack. 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 I agree, but there's no way anybody would have gone to see a movie about Edgar Allan Poe if there wasn't somebody they recognized in it. I would. You would. Nobody else would have cared because this is modern North America and we are dumb as fuck in this You're being country. really really pa- yeah. Do you really pessimistic. think that anybody you know has read Edgar Allan Poe? Yes. Right. Haven't you? Okay, the average person, like the people you run into on Don't the Don't you street. aren't you required to in high school? No. I didn't read Edgar Allan Poe in high school. I think I read a little one at least one I think story. we read The Cask of Amontillado. Now that I remember it. Yeah, That's we did a good read that. Story. It is a good story. But I just don't think most people <sighs> 
are smart. Most people are really stupid. You're being so pessimistic. I think most people are smarter than you give them credit for. Maybe. Anyway, yeah, I didn't think he was bad in the movie, but I definitely didn't think he was it was a great casting. I really didn't like him. Yeah. He like I think I you had in our conversation earlier had said that you liked when he kind of mumbles under his breath yeah, trying when, to figure yeah, things the only out. Time and that he was good was then, yeah. That was good, but every other time is like over the top dramatic. Yeah. All of a sudden he's screaming for no reason. It no, happened so many it times. Was... And he was wearing way too much eyeliner. Okay, I didn't notice that, but okay. Uh, then we have Alice Eve, who I really like Alice Eve, but I'm bummed out that every time I see her in a movie, she's just there to look hot and be rescued. I don't think she's even that pretty. Well, you're wrong. She's actually really pretty, but... Whatever. I don't think so. And in this movie, like, they go to great lengths to point out how sexy she is, like... I didn't think they did. Oh my god, that whole movie, it should have been called, like, uh... The Raven starring Alice Eve's breasts in a supporting role. Like, every other scene, they're just like, check them out. Even when she's in the fucking coffin being tortured, she's like, these are my tits. <laughs> I did not notice that at um, all. It was there, but I don't know. I just think she's better than being the fucking... She wasn't in it very much either. Tits. No, she's not, really. She's just going be like, oh, I love you, Edgar. Oh, I love you, Alice. Unfortunately, my, your father doesn't like me. None of them are British. I don't know why none, I did that. There's no accents in yeah, this movie. None. But uh, anyway, again, she is a good actress who gets nothing to do, and all she gets to do is annoy Joey because of the bad writing. Brendan Gleeson is the only one in this movie who is cast well and is good in the movie. Who is he again? He plays Emily's father. The guy who hates oh, he Edgar was good. He's always good. He's a fantastic actor yeah. who should be in everything. I love him. Everything. He he's should so be in everything. Really? He's in, in Bruges? Have you seen In Bruges? I love In Bruges. Yeah, he's in In Bruges. He's so good. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. You're right. He should be in everything. Thank you for agreeing with me. And then, of <laughs> course, we get Luke Evans. Who is the detective? Luke Evans is... When we talked about this yesterday, Nicole was like, the only one who's any good is the detective. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's the worst one. Turns out, he's just the cute one that Nicole wants to bone. <laughs> no, I don't want to bone. He's bad. She's just like, he's cute. Okay, I thought... I his, like him. No, I felt like he he suited the tone of the movie. His acting suited the tone of the movie. So he was bad? <laughs> yes. He wasn't good. He's just no. like, everything he said had to be a very, very serious thing Edgar but I didn't think that in the first half of the movie I thought he was I thought he was just very normal as a detective and then and then he started getting all yelly or maybe it was like that the whole way through and I just was was blind by (laughs) his beauty and this they they try to force this tense relationship between him and Edgar at the beginning of the movie the detective yeah because like the whole point that's what I mean it's so poorly done that you all of a sudden they're friends but the beginning it's just like the detective doesn't care for Edgar Allan Poe because he doesn't like that he writes such grim stories remember he even says like I wouldn't say I was a fan and I was just like uh, and then, then all of a sudden they just toss that no, aside and then, like, we're best then, buds no then the next day he was like I have to apologize for being so harsh to you yeah and then I think and Edgar looks confused and the rest of us are confused too we're just like, <laughs> what did he do <laughs> oh okay well whatever so anyway the point is no you, not a very good movie no um, what else is there to, okay the, the, the murderer itself is apparently V for Vendetta every scene where you actually see them chasing the killer if he's wearing a Guy Fox mask, he looks exactly like V for Vendetta. He's, he's got jumping a hat, like V for Vendetta. His flowing cloak, and like there's this ridiculous scene where he jumps off the roof of a church and kills a guy, dropping like 18 feet and landing on his feet and managing to cut a guy's throat open. Ugh. 
the, the quiet moments of this movie, the mystery solving moments of this movie, not bad. Yeah. The action scenes, fucking terrible. They were so anticlimactic. Oh. Like, you, there's a whole build up to the ball that the murderer is going to be at the ball and something's going to yeah. happen there. And fucking nothing and this, like, happened. Really dopey red herring at the ball where it's put like a fake out. And then it's just like... But there was so much build up to it and then it was like, oh. Yeah, it looks like the guy charges in on a horse and you go, oh my god, it's him. And then the cop shoots him, knocks him off the horse, and it's just some guy who rather than being like, ow, why the fuck did you shoot me? He goes, they told me that you had ordered it, sir, for the ball. He recognizes the cop and just let him explain why instead of being like... Because in that guy's mind, he was supposed to run in there and do that. that he, he was told that that's what the cop wanted him to yes. do. So his reaction isn't, why did you shoot me, you horse's ass? It's just like, they told me that this is what you wanted, sir. Yeah. Again, not British. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> and like, there was this, the whole scene at the beginning of Edgar Allan Poe, they make a big fuss about him being a drunk. Yeah. And then for the rest of the movie, as soon as the mystery starts, they just forget about it. It's just yeah. a bunch of hammy acting at the beginning of him going, Who can finish this line from my poem? I hated, Raven. I hated that part. <laughs> he made bad. him so dopey. I mean, I guess I guess they were trying to Point introduce out that some he was elements. Smart. They were introducing elements from Edgar Allan Poe's life where he was in fact a, a drunk. drunk. And he was never appreciated in his own lifetime. He died like broke and nobody cared about his writing at all yeah. until much later. But they have their cake and eat it too, so they're trying to do these little biographical elements, and then they have them fighting murderers and swinging from ropes and shit, and none of it really works. It's just all a bit dopey. Now, I weirdly enough, I think I like this movie a little bit more than you, because there was a, a few things what did about you it. Like? I, I thought that the actual mystery, like the clues that they were following to try and find the murderer, while they were all a bit cute, because they all tie in with. And of course, not only do they tie in with Edgar Allan Poe's writing, but they only tie into the famous stories and the famous bits of poetry. It's never like so obscure Edgar Allan Poe thing. It's always like the clue is from well, the thing that everyone in high school read. Well, that's like you said. It, no, if people have oh, not I read poets, it's the most recognizable. No, I get it. I'm just saying that it makes it seem a little cute and convenient and contrived. But I get why it's like that. If the if it was all based on stuff no one had read, then it wouldn't be very exciting. But yeah. when you're actually thinking about it, you're just like, yeah, of course, these are the stories that they're going to be finding their bits about. But I guess the argument could be made that those are the best stories. But anyway, uh, I thought that when they're following those clues, some of those clues were kind of fun and the mystery was kind of fun. All the shit in between and before and after was bad. But those little scenes where they were following the clues were kind of cool. Um, <laughs> kind of. Like, not, I said kind of. I'm not saying that they were like, I think amazing. It, maybe because I like Edgar Allan Poe so much, it was too obvious for me. So it just it was kind of boring. No, it's definitely me. a boring movie. So I, I don't like this movie. No, and that's fine, and I'm, I'm not going to try and defend it because I don't like it either. And I really, I love John Cusack, but I hated him. Hated him in this movie. Hated him as Ed Ground Poe. And like I, while there are those tiny things that I didn't mind, I still can't recommend this movie because of how much I was mad at the damsel in distress because it was really bad in this movie. I don't know why that bothers you so much. Because it's lazy. It's lazy writing. It's a, it's insulting to you and it's insulting to me. Because these kind of action movies are clearly targeted towards 18 to 25 year old men. 
you know, like young guys. Now I may be 26, but still. It's aimed at young guys. And we're, am I supposed to believe that a young guy can't be invested in a movie or care, <clears throat> or, or care about the stakes of a movie unless some sexy young girl's in trouble and she's weak and subjugated? Like, the whole point is take away any autonomy of her own, take away her ability to do the simplest fucking thing for herself, and have the big strong man run in and save her. It's insulting to me, it's insulting to you, and it's lazy writing. How much... Imagine if that movie had had her escape, and then her and Edgar team up to find the guy or something. Or she starts to escape, and at the moment when Edgar comes in to rescue her, she's already kind of escaped and they can team up or whatever. Just that little twist would have been so much different than every other piece of shit we've ever seen that instantly I would have more credit for it. But it doesn't. It just goes into the same cliches over and over again and poorly. Okay, I see a point. That's right. Well, that's why I said the Paper Bag Princess is a good book. I haven't read it in years, but I imagine it is pretty good. Yeah. She saves the prince, and they're supposed to get married. But then he's rude to her, so she calls him a bum, and they don't get married after all. Yeah, I, I do like that. Well, what do you give this movie out of ten? I give it a four out of ten. Four out of ten, I give it a five. So, like I said, I liked it a tiny bit more than you, but not enough to say you should probably go see this. Movie. I don't think we fought at all this podcast. <laughs> well, we both agreed. <coughs> that must be boring for people. Well, don't worry. They can all get back into the game when they hear you yell at me for a little installment of the following is based on a true did story. Did I win last week or no? You did win last week, I think. So I'm like three? I no, won. no, you lost last week. You oh. won the two before that, but you lost last week. Oh. So this is your chance to get back on the horse. So you ready? Yes. I'm not so- supposed to go on horses, though. <sighs> the doctor says it's bad for if you're, if you're having a baby. You're a dork. <laughs> So the following, Nicole, is based on a true story. I'm going to tell you four movies, titles, and their synopses. And you have to use your skill and judgment to determine which of the following is a big fat phony. Are you ready to play? I have an idea. What? Okay, you said that you were having trouble coming up with movies and this... Oh, I've, been, I've, been, I've been seeming to do okay. Well, I would like it if instead of four, you did three and then you could save that one for so the next three one. Now? Yeah. Okay. Starting next week, I'll do three. Yes. Alright, so making it easier for Nicole. <laughs> Following is based on a true story. Are you ready? Ready. Film number one. Sick. The life and death of Bob Flanagan, super masochist. Flanagan? This documentary focuses on cystic fibrosis sufferer Bob Flanagan, who turned his life of coughing and bad runny bowels into <laughs> S&M performance art. Among other things, this process involves skewering his cock on a nail. I think this is a real movie. Maybe. It's it's a real movie. Film number two. Tetsu- the, Flanagan? I feel like you would make up Flanagan. <laughs> Don't shag. Film number two. Tetsuo, the Iron Man. A strange man known only as the metal fetishist, who seems to have an insane compulsion to stick scrap metal into his body, is hit and possibly killed by a Japanese man out for a drive with his girlfriend. The man then notices that he is being slowly overtaken by some kind of disease that is turning his body into scrap metal and that his nemesis is not in fact dead, but somehow masterminding and guiding his rage and frustration fuel transformation. I think I've heard of this movie. I think it's real. Film number three. Even dwarfs started small. <laughs> Egged on by their cackling leader, Ombre, the inmates of an Ombre? asylum rise up against their oppressors, try- tying their supervisor to a chair. A monkey is crucified, chickens are forced to eat each other, plants are torched, and it's all set in an alternative universe inhabited solely by dwarves. 
What's it called? Even Dwarf started small. That's a long title. You like long titles. Film number four, The Day the Saucers Came. A faux documentary that examines the day that an alien race arrived on Earth and proceeded to subjugate the human race. Among the many indignities perpetrated against the humans, they are forced to mate with the aliens and create a strange hybrid hybrid race who take over the planet when the aliens leave. So, is it Sick, the life and death of Bob Flanagan, supermasochist? Ouch. Is it Tetsuo, the Iron Man? Is it Even Dwarf Started Small? Or is it The Day the Saucers Came? You know, good job, because I can believe that all these are real movies. I did a good job. I think Sick is a real movie. Sick, the life and death of Bob Flanagan, supermasochist? Wait, the Flanagan thing is throwing me off. A documentary about a guy who turns his cystic fibrosis ravaged body into S&M performance art? <laughs> and I need to include the detail of him skewering his dick on a nail? And you think that's a real movie? A documentary? But don't try to trick me Interesting. right now. Interesting. And Tetsuo the Iron Man? The man who accidentally kills the metal fetishist and starts to have his body turn into a piece of scrap metal? I think that's real. Okay. Um, it's either the third one or the first one. So you think Sick or Even Dwarf started smaller or the fake movies? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with my first instinct. Okay. It's the dwarf one. So you think Even Dwarf started small is a fake movie? I do. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. Nicole, Sick, The Life and Death of Bob Flanagan, Super Masochist, is a real movie. I knew it. I had never heard of it, and now I want to see it. Ew! It so fucked up. No, I don't want to see anything to fucked up. Okay. Nicole Tetsuo, The Iron Man, is a real movie, and I think I may have actually used it in one of these games already. I, I don't think remember. you have, no? okay. but I do. I, I think I've seen a poster for it online or well, something. You probably heard me talk about it, because I've been wanting to see it for a while. It's also, you know where you've seen it? It's on our, our uh, <laughs> pile of movies. Is it? Yeah. Nicole. Yes? Even Dwarf Started Small is directed by Werner Herzog, who made Grizzly Man. Oh, no! Among other movies that we have actually seen and enjoy. It was his first feature from 1970, which means, Nicole, that the day the saucers came is a big, fat phony. Okay, I was way off this time. You were a little off this time. And there was a hint that I thought you might pick up on, because the day the saucers came... Don't tell me the hint. I always feel way stupider after you tell me the hint. This is a really obscure hint. We did Edgar Allan Poe this week. Who's one of your favorite writers and poets, yes? Right. Well, one of my favorite poets has a poem called The Day the Saucers Came. Neil Gaiman, my favorite Neil Gaiman poem is called The Day the Saucers Came. It does not have anything to do with this description <laughs> that I made. But the title The Day the Saucers Came is a Neil Gaiman poem. I did not know that. Okay, you did because I've read it to you like so many times, but that's beside the point. <laughs> so yeah, Nicole, you failed. Okay. I'm, I'm back on the horse now, so starting next week, we'll make it easy for you. No, no, it's not making it easy. It's just smarter for you. So do you want to see any of these? No. I want to see all of them, especially the day the saucers came. I, know, I don't it. want to see any of those. You don't want to see even dwarfs started small? <laughs> no. Well, that's too bad. Well, I guess there's nothing left to do but for me to announce the film for our 30th anniversary podcast. Yay! Episode 30. And in honor of episode 30, we're going to be watching the film, the first film, the first feature from one of my favorite directors, 
Guillermo del Toro. Oh. His first film was entitled Kronos, and it is a Mexican vampire horror film. Cool, I'm excited for that, actually. Yes, we've had... And there's a really fancy Blu-ray edition from Criterion that we've had for a while that I haven't got around to watching. So. What year is it from? 1993. 1993. Cool, I'm excited for it. Yes, so we're going to watch Kronos, and we'll be back next week to talk about it and we'll to see if Nicole can improve her record when she only has to deal with three choices. <laughs> so until next week, I am the creature, Joey G. And I'm the bride, Nicole. You all stay scary now. <laughs> kissy kissy. How could this woman ever decide to wed this man?